And the muse has struck me with a fantastically funny idea. <laughs> You'll need a truck or um something big. We've got a lot of work cut out for us. Um, I'm sorry, boss. You're talking too fast. I just woke up. It's 2 a.m. I didn't catch all that. Oh, Lou, were you napping? I need you and William to steal a truck and meet me near Robertson Park on the west side. And if you make me repeat myself again, I'll call someone else. Right. Right, sure thing, boss. Ugh. It's half past two in the morning. What do you want? It's Lou. The boss called. Open up. Oh, brother. What does he want? Any idea where we can steal a truck? So we steal this truck, then what? I don't know. Said something about a theater near Robinson Park? He couldn't mean the old fields joint. Place is a rat's nest. <laughs> Hey, you know the boss. He wants what he wants. Did he say where exactly he was? Nah, just the west side of the park. It's a big city. Hey, wait! What's this nutcase doing running in the middle of the road? Is that the boss? Oh, shit! Boy, that was close. Smooth driving, William. Unlike that idiot who ran into the tree across the way. Maniac nearly hit me. Can you believe the people in this town? <laughs> Hey, you idiots, what the hell do you think you're doing swerving all about in the middle of the road? Anyway, I'll hop into the bed. We need to find another payphone, preferably a good bit away from here. He... he didn't even look at the guy. Just raised the gun and shot him. Drive.
This one is close. Uh, what one, boss? Man is sentenced to fry in the electric chair. Real bad guy. Killed his wife for sleeping with a neighbor. Spends months and months dreading it. Then the day comes and they strap him in. Whole town shows up to watch him cook. Even the neighbor. But the executioner goes to throw the switch. And there's a whole lot of lights. But no zap. Guy thinks, oh my, I've been saved. Then the neighbor stands up. And the guy starts to laugh. Says he can be as mad as he wants, but no one would kill him tonight. Neighbor looks at the executioner and says, Sir, I'm an electrician. <laughs> Good one, boss. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we need to find an electrician. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Hello! Hello! We're in dire need of your services! It's very important! Paramount even! I don't do night calls. It's three in the frickin' morning. Come back later. But this is urgent! Lives hang in the balance! Buzz off! Lou, if there's one thing I can't stand... It's rudeness. I'm a paying customer with a very serious need here. No, no, this simply will not do. Lou, William, stand back. Boss, is that a stick of dynamite? Whoa, 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 what? Fine, sir. I'll have to immediately ask for your expertise to solve this problem of mine. And if you still refuse, then I will have no choice but to speak quite unflatteringly about your business to my associates. Will that be necessary? You're him. You're the Joker. Ah, so my reputation precedes me. Good. Then you realize how horrendous a negative word from me could be to your establishment. Lou, William... Help him load all his equipment into the truck. I'll be waiting. A famous actor walks out onto the stage. It's the biggest night of his career, and the house is packed. No one knows anything about this new play he's in. When suddenly, from stage left, his scorned lover emerges, carrying a knife. But only he is aware that they don't belong there. He cries out for help, but his cry is far too genuine. The audience, too engrossed. He's such a great actor, they don't realize this is no act. He is stabbed on center stage. A final gasp leads to a roar of applause from the crowd. The lover takes a bow. They truly did kill up there. <laughs> a thank you, a thank you. Now, we'll need the stage lights in working order, as well as the sound system. Very important. I'll need you to wire in a record player for background music. 
Off to work now. Lou, keep an eye on him and help where you can. We've a schedule to keep people. It's almost 3.30. Need this all done before 5. William, I've a different task for you. Sure, boss. Go out and get me muscle. And a lot of it. No need to be quiet about it either. But if I ask the wrong people, won't it find out? William, leave the thinking up to those of us who are good at it, all right? Yes, boss. It's almost ready, and not a moment too soon. Almost five. We very nearly missed the deadline. Oh, I hope he still comes. Maybe the single murder down the road, the stolen car, and my last good stick of dynamite wasn't enough. Oh, do I still have some time to kill some other folks? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, you. You never disappoint. One dead, one missing, and a call out for all the muscle you could gather. Did you think I wouldn't notice? Almost ready! Boys, keep him occupied for me! You're just too good to be. I can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. A long last love has arrived, and I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. Pardon the way that I stare. There's nothing else to compare. The sight of you leaves me weak. There are no words left to speak. But if you feel like I feel, please let me know that it's real. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. I love you, Batsy, and if it's quite alright, I lead you, Batsy, to walk the lonely nights. I love you, Batsy, trust in me when I say, I'm oh, pretty Batsy, don't bring me down, I pray, you're oh, pretty Bats now that I found you, stay, and let me love you, Batsy, let me love you. There was nothing else, was there? No bombs, no grander plan. This was all you wanted. <laughs> A man and his wife are on their anniversary dinner. And the man says... You can't be serious. All of this was just so... So he could sing you a song? Play with the Joker. Die a fool. Hello everyone, I am a geek for fun, and welcome again to another of these behind-the-scenes 
Echoes of the Night interviews with the cast and crew. This time, we have the resident Joker of the crew, someone if you're on the Geeks for Fun channel, you'll be well familiar with by now. But still, um, who would have thought I'd be doing a podcast-style interview <laughs> with the one, the only, Sid Part 2. Hi folks, how you doing? <laughs> Just to... We don't have to do as many introductions with other people, but Ian is the writer of this Joker episode. And one thing I wanted to talk about, just because I don't think you've ever actually said this on the channel. I'm not sure about your channel either, but the opening question I give to everyone is, what are your thoughts and experience with the Batman character, and why would you want to join a project like this? Oh, man, dude. Batman's the reason I'm into comics and stuff to the degree I am. Um, like, I... <sighs> I saw the uh, the first Nolan film at like a 50 cent movie theater and I walked out of it one summer day. I was like 15, maybe even 14, depending on the month. Um, walked out of it right across the parking lot to my local library and just started reading Batman comics and I kind of never stopped. Um, and so the, you know, ever since then, I've just, I've always wanted to have some involvement with, with a fan project of some kind initially it was a batman fan project that kind of spun out into to other things over the years um but like i, I remember watching batman fan films and just like that you know consuming all the movies consuming as many comics as i could and none of it was enough so i started watching like a bunch of fan films and talking with the creators of them and it was just i don't know just always always like on my periphery to get involved with stuff like this well, that's good to hear because I, we've talked about this before, um, and just a little behind the scenes of this script. This was adapted from something you'd written previously, at least the core idea. Yeah, um, there was a fan uh, site dedicated to Heath Ledger's Joker um, that I was as a part of in the early 2010s, and there was like storyboards and stuff and. Most of the people writing for it were writing were women writing exactly what you think a woman writing a Joker fanfic would be about, um, particularly Heath Ledger Joker. Um, and there was me, just like I had an audience, and so I was writing, you know, Joker Joker stories that that weren't just about oh Heath Ledger's hot. Um, and so I uh, <laughs> I, I wrote this um, or something very similar to this uh, and and posted it there. Oddly enough, it was on a live journal. It was one of the very few things that I never like created on my computer first and then backed up and then posted online. And so I had a live journal did like a whole purge uh, a couple of years ago, and this script, the original story, was absolutely completely lost. But uh, I, I remembered the core concept of Joker doing a bunch of crazy over-the-top things just so he could get Batman in a room and sing him a song. And it was kind of the most Joker thing I could think to do. Um, I think I've made some pretty major changes for this because the other thing I really like to do with the Joker that I don't think was in the original script was I like the Joker to tell jokes. And and this was a, a good opportunity to get some of those in there. And I actually created, um, at least as far as I know, original jokes for the the episode. I hope they hit 
as well as a joke like that could just on its own, but hopefully it hit a little bit better coming from the mouth of the Joker, as it were. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And I think that's something where, given this is kind of the monumentous task of not only doing the first Batman-Joker confrontation, but the first confrontation with our version of the Joker, this is going to be the first impression people will get for this Echoes of the Night Joker. Um, And given... There's been so many different versions of the character and appealed to so many different things. What do you often go to for inspiration or what do you keep in your mind when you approach the character of the Joker? The You know, it's funny. I was just having this conversation today at work because I've not seen the Joaquin Phoenix film. Um, and so I asked someone who was talking about it, is it funny? And they were playing, no, unless you have like a really twisted sense of humor. And to me, that's like, you know, without having seen the film, I can only comment so much, but that's a failure because to me, the the most important thing when writing the Joker is the Joker is funny. It, it, in particular, the best way to make the Joker funny is for him to make you laugh and then immediately feel bad for laughing. Um, And that's something, you know, I always try to, keep in mind and and it's something that's a very uh common element of a lot of my favorite joker moments and stories and so it's something i try to keep at the at the forefront of the character is like can i make him funny but still scary um it's it's a fine line to walk and um and i i like to think i can do it pretty well compared to some other joker fix that i see or not even joker like fanfics but like actual you know, published Joker stories where he's just this psycho killer and it it could just be anybody, but it's he looks like a clown this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really think the Joker loses a lot of personality when he's not funny. Especially given the format we're working on. I think you taking that approach is really, really smart because we can't even get, even if we did want to go that direction we can't get away with the cheats that they do. We can't have a great artist draw a scary Joker face in replace of a twisted joke. We, we, the, the format pushes us to go with that more vocal Joker uh, to the point where you even have him sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a fun one. It was funny in the audition process for this, how many people like thought Joker singing should be like, really kind of off kilter and, and creepy. And like, I know I, I certainly get why there's that interpretation out there, but to me, the Joker is always a, a showman first and foremost. He's always hyper aware of his, his presence, um, his, his persona. And so if the Joker is going to sing a song, he's going to, at least as best as he is able, he's going to hit the notes of that song. He is going to, to belt it out and it's going to be a performance Mm -hmm. and specifically that performance for batman i think is interesting because something that makes our version at the moment quite unique is we have quite a young batman um this is like his second year very early he's like 21 um so he's not had not had that many interactions with these villains previously joker's probably the only one we've established so far that he's met prior um, and even then, we're, we're not really going to tell you how many times that has happened. We'll leave that to your imagination. How do you think the relationship um, between Batman and Joker here is in this? And where would you like that to go going forward? 
I think the the strongest versions of Batman and the Joker being together um, on screen. Hi, Haley. I'm recording. <laughs> okay, or not. Bye. I'm I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I think the uh, the best versions of Batman and the Joker's relationship, like, always has an internal feel. I like the idea that their their dynamic is kind of instantly um, set uh, on, if not their first, by their second meeting. That they just click with each other in in a really you know twisted way. Um, kind of the 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 reverse of love at first sight if you will Mm -hmm. um i think that's always a strong thing so it's like it shouldn't matter if this is the fourth or fifth or hundredth time they've they've done this dance it's like just this this kind of dynamic that that you can just taste in the air i think that's a really good way to to phrase that and i think of all the setup you could possibly do this is a hell of a way um, if this was someone, some ways, first Batman Joker story, I think you've already told everything people would need to know. So here going on, um, I'm very excited to see where we can take those two characters and explore it um, in a way that might be unique to us. Or even again, just doing the the Joker is such a layered and interesting character. It's very hard to go wrong with him once you've figured him out um, and you've got that take like you mentioned earlier. Given all of that, um, and hopefully people will have liked this episode and want to want to find you, where can they? Uh, I mean, I got my own channel, Super 2, um, that you can go check out and do mostly podcasts and stuff, but we do talk about uh, other fan projects as a, as one of the micro-series or offshoots of Geeky Gentlemen on there that um, you know I, I think fan projects need to talk about each other more. Uh, so I think that's a, a good format for that. Um, you can also find me, uh, Sidpart2, on Twitter, DeviantArt. I'm one of those considerate people that uses the same username everywhere I can so that it's easy to tell that it's me. <laughs> You're definitely better at that than I am. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, before <laughs> you and I started talking, your screen name changed so many times, I thought you were legit three people. <laughs> <laughs> Three Alfies coming soon. <laughs> three Jokers. Three Alfies. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> All of the links for that will be in the description. And you can also find uh, Ian's stuff on this channel, uh, such as Dragon Ball Aliens, Dragon Ball vs. Predators, uh, and whatever series will be out by the time uh, this episode comes out. So I hope you've all enjoyed listening to this. Stay tuned next week. We'll have another episode and another interview. And as always, have fun, geeks. (laughs) 